This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Good morning, campers! Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, it's not going to suck today. You've got Mike Flegelman and Peter Schwartz here with you, Jerry and Joe Beningo coming your way at 6 o'clock. We've got Big Zoo with us the rest of the week, and CeeLo returns tomorrow, but Peter... Today is a day, or yesterday I guess was the day, that a lot of New York baseball fans have been waiting for for quite a while, and the teams still stink, even after <laughs> wins on Wednesday night. There's nothing great to talk about with the guys currently on the field, but there has been some news that starting at the end of this week, fans will get to see guys they have wanted to see for quite some time. Ronnie Mauricio for the Mets, Jason Dominguez, and Austin Wells for the Yankees. So while they are both playing in lost seasons and playing out the string, fans are finally going to get a look at the kids for both teams. Yeah, you know, Mauricio, I'm surprised he wasn't up earlier in the season when the Mets started going south. You figured they were going to give him a shot, and he had such a good season at AAA this year. And for the Yankees, I'm I'm thrilled to see those two guys come up today. You know, Dominguez, you started to wonder, you know, when – he was going to start to move up because his development was so slow in the low minor leagues, and he finally made his way um, up the ladder quickly this year to Double A, then to Triple A, and now he's coming all the way up. So, I think it's in a season that is so lost for both teams. This is a day to actually be really, really happy and get a chance to see these guys play. Right. I mean, and Dominguez, you're right; it has to be the most exciting because he is by far the most physically gifted and I, you know, McMonagall at the end of the overnight show talking about physically gifted and talented greatest of all time. Obviously Dominguez has a long way to go for that, but we've heard about him for a few years now. We've heard about the Martian. We've heard how hyped up he is and you watch him play. The kid is a freak in all the best ways. So you're excited about Wells and you're excited about Mauricio. They're talented kids. They're highly regarded prospects. But Dominguez is sort of on another level where if you're the Yankees right now, he's somebody that you're going to see him all of September. And as we start to think about what this team can look like next year, now Yankees fans can say, okay, is he a big part of the solution to the outfielder problem? But you said out of this world, he's definitely that because he's called the Martian. So um, it'll be, it's nice that he lands uh, in the Bronx. Actually, he'll land. Um, with the in Yankees Houston. In, in Houston, so that's the only, that would be only like to nitpick. The only you know disappointing thing is that he doesn't get to start at home, but Mauricio you know, will this weekend. Look when you when you when you're not when you're in a season where it's, you're not going to the playoffs, you have to have some hope in watching the games on TV. And with these three guys coming up to the two teams, it gives you a reason to put the TV on and watch because otherwise, you know, why, why do you have to spend the time watching? If there's if there's no hope and at least you get a little bit of a crystal ball into what to expect next year, and I, you know from Dominguez's standpoint, you know he, he does a little bit of everything: switch hitter, hits for power, can run, 
Wells, maybe he's the answer at catcher. Maybe they find another position for him somewhere down the road. And Mauricio, I still the only question mark with him is where he's going to wind up playing. I guess he'll play second base a little bit. Right. Maybe you see him at DH as well. That's the one reason I've, and I've been arguing with Mets fans about this, you know, on the air, off the air for the last few months. I'm not surprised that Ronnie Mauricio did not get the call because, one, there were still aspects of his game where the team didn't love his plate discipline. And two, he can't play a position right now. He struggled at second base, struggled in the outfield. I know Joe was saying yesterday maybe they should have given him a run at DH, and I think that if there was a solution with him in the big leagues, that probably would have been it. But this is a good audition for him to show you, obviously, one, can he hit? Two, can he handle even adequately one of the positions at the big league level? And for the Yankees, these are big auditions because we know the outfield is a huge problem, and we know catcher this year was much more of a problem than it was last year and if Wells shows you something in September not that you're going to say he's the starting catcher next year but could he be part of the kind of platoon they've been running the last few years absolutely these are guys who are very highly regarded not just uh, from the New York teams but all across baseball and again Dominguez is on another level but this is a real chance for them to not only prove it for themselves but to make things a little bit easier on both of these teams in the offseason when they both have a lot of holes to fill. From a Yankees perspective, too, it, it's nice to see them give the kids a chance to play because you 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 want to see the team go out and spend money like like they've always done you know, in the past. And in, in a couple of days span, you've got Josh Donaldson gone, big problem, nobody liked him. Now you're starting to see the kids come up. And Spencer Jones who was in the low minor leagues, is now up at double-A Somerset. I think he just hit his first home run at double-A last night. I think it was a, a grand slam. So it's something to look forward to, certainly. And I think the Mets just brought Parada up from Brooklyn to double-A Binghamton. So it's nice to see these prospects making the move. In some cases, there's a fast track. In some cases, it took a while. But it's just nice to see you here. Oh, they got to replenish the farm system. They've got nobody down there. They've got nothing now at least you're starting to see, you know, those fruits start to grow and 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 come up, and we had a chance to see them play here. Well, you're starting to, and for the Mets, it's a little bit different because there really there was a a wide gap in how far away. Like they they went a few years without really adding that kind of talent to the organization. So yes, it's there, and you mentioned Parada; he's a first round draft pick last year. So they have guys on the way, and we even know the big thing with them is pitching. Pitching, they don't have any pitching. They now have a lot of guys who look like they could be future major leaguers. They're all still, if not for maybe Vassal, who could be here early next year, the rest of them are still about a year away. So it's still going to be a while until you see if any of that will pay off any dividends in a positive way. But the the guy I'm most fascinated by here, of the trio, so including both teams, is Dominguez because this year, if you've tracked it, if you've been paying attention to the prospect, like we all know Mauricio has been hitting the ball in Syracuse since the start of the year. Mets fan, He had a decent spring training. Mets fans have been ready to see him since March or April. Mm-hmm. Dominguez is a guy who, again, he's been so touted for a couple of years now. He's nicknamed the Martian. He's supposed to be this special sort of generational talent, one of those unique players and he got off to a slow start in Double A. It did. did not come easy for Jason Dominguez. There were people that jumped off the bandwagon in April, May, June of this year. Well, even and last in the year, second half of the summer, 
he really turned things around. He's been red hot for the last few months. Oh, Mike, even last year when he was he was for a while the number one prospect, and then last year Volpe passed him, and people were really you're right. People were down on him because he just felt like he wasn't making any progress, and all of a sudden this year, maybe with the expectations starting to drop a little bit. And maybe he relaxed a little bit down in the minor leagues. You've seen him, his his approach at the plate is a lot better. He's not striking out as much as he may have done in the past. And every step he's made, especially, he's just been at AAA for a week or so. And right off the bat, the exit velocity, you know, has been tremendous at that level. And, you know, if that's not the case, they, they're probably not calling him up today. But just the fact that it looks like he's finally getting it, he's finally adapting to what he needs to do. And I just I think it's going to be great to to see this. I'm very excited to actually watch a little bit of this tonight. It gives you hope. You mentioned his trip or start in AAA. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I mean. Right, his start in AAA and how good it was, especially compared to what he did when he got promoted to double uh, A. It gives you hope that he's not one of these guys that's going to be, and I think to the Mets had this with Francisco Alvarez, was a slow starter at every level. So you kind of knew, all right, the first couple of weeks in the big leagues, just like they were in AAA, AA, might be a little bit of a slog. The way he performed in AAA, obviously you know there's a huge uh, difference in the level of competition, but because he's red hot right now, it gives you hope that, you know what, maybe Dominguez can come out of the gate red hot, all things considered for a rookie, not expecting to hit 400, but he can show you the skills you need to see. You mentioned the exit velocity. He can play good defense when he's out in the field. He can ha- you know, have a smart approach at the plate, whether the results are there or not, to give you confidence going into next season where the Yankees expect to be, or at least I, we probably expect them right now, to try to go back and make up for the mistakes of this year and put out a team that can win a World Series. We expect that from the New York Yankees. We probably expect it every single year. And this has been the last couple off seasons, especially two years ago when you think, well, Volpe and Peraza are coming eventually. They're going to be here. And we knew Dominguez was in the works. And Wells, all these guys were on their way eventually that they sat out the last two off seasons. They said, well, we can't sign anybody long term because those kids are going to be the future. So, not that you punted, but you didn't do everything you could have to win in these two years when mm-hmm. Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge are in their primes. This year, Garrett Cole is probably going to win the Cy Young, and the Yankees completely wasted that because they haven't been aggressive in the last two seasons. They haven't even with short-term deals. They, ha- you know, We talked about last year endlessly. They could have done what the Twins did. They could have been the team that signed Carlos Correa. Instead, they go trade Josh Donaldson and allow the Twins to bring in Carlos Correa in 2022. Right. Now these kids are here. And as Judge gets older and Cole gets older and Stanton is flirting with being almost unplayable, it's the last year Glaber Torres is under contract. And as frustrating he is, and I understand why a lot of Yankees fans don't like him, he's your second most consistent hitter in that lineup. He had another homer. He's homered in three straight games. So this is a chance where you might have a pretty narrow window. So you want to see Dominguez and Wells kind of grab the bulls by the horn because you want to win right away with this group with the mix of veterans and rookies. And I think it, it invigorates the veterans. There's going to be a soundbite you'll hear on one of the updates later on this morning um, on the show where Garrett Cole talks about uh, the excitement of seeing these kids, you know, you know, Pereira and uh, Peraza coming up. You know, obviously Volpe has had an interesting rookie season, a lot of power, but, you know, the batting average was not there. And now you got, um, you know, Dominguez and, and Wells coming up. So, 
in a lost season for the players who we know are going to be around in upcoming seasons, not all of them on the roster, but we know the big ones who are going to be around, at least it's rejuvenating to them to know, hey, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. We get to you know tr- uh, spring training next year. These guys are going to push for a roster spot next year. Maybe they're part of what could be a winning formula next year. Yeah, it gives you, because you have all these kids and – you know the way it works. Not all of them are going to hit, or at least definitely they're not all going to hit right away. It might take some guys, you know, maybe a couple months, maybe a year to really get going. But you're calling up Dominguez and Wells. Volpe is already here and has established himself as a good major league shortstop who almost definitely is going to get even better. We see the tools. We see the talent. We see why the Yankees have loved him as much as they have. You know, you see talent with Peraza. You even see it with a guy like Oswaldo Cabrera. You see the physical gifts that are there and it gives you hope as a Yankees fan. And we can even get to the Mets in a second, how it works with them. But with the Yankees, that's five young players to add to Aaron judge and one more year of Glaber if they keep him. And it gives you enough of a jumping off point to say, okay, you know, it's, it's not the entire answer to the puzzle. You still have to close the gap with three, maybe four teams. Cause I don't know how far ahead of them. The Red Sox really are, but definitely head to head they're better than them on the right. field just because the Red Sox are no longer scared of the Yankees. But then there are three teams that are significantly ahead of you. And this can really help you start to close that gap before what will be one of the biggest off-seasons of Brian Cashman's tenure. Right, because if, if if Dominguez and Wells show that they're going to be able to push for a, playoff, for a roster spot next year and you see the other kids starting to come along, now you could start thinking about the offseason making moves to clear up that you know the the open you know some some money room from the luxury tax where you can go out and get a key player or two during the offseason they might not be afraid to do it because the more young players you have in the mix you know they're under control they're not going to be making a whole lot of money so now it might give the Yankees a little more flexibility to go out there and make the moves that they've been kind of afraid to make yeah, and you know Dominguez again he's expected to be the star of this group but if Wells can just show that he can be a backup catcher, part of the platoon for the first year, then the Yankees could say, all right, we're happy with Trevino and Wells, or they can go out and they can add a veteran to that group. The fewer moves you have to make in any offseason in order to compete, right. the better off you are. We saw that the last two years, but especially the most recent one with the Mets, when they've had teams that were, I've described the Mets for years as this organization was a ticking time bomb because they're, is very little in the farm system that's close. There's absolutely no pitching. Starter, reliever, forget it. If you need them to pitch, the Mets don't have it. They're, and they had all the veterans on contracts that were about to expire. You know, they got to this last year. Stay have one reliever under contract, and he stinks. Mets fans hate him, and they should. <laughs> you get to at the end of a season, and you have one major league reliever under contract. You're losing multiple starters. DeGrom, Bassett, Walker. That's three-fifths of your starting rotation is no longer under contract. Carlos Carrasco, there's an option, so you could argue four. The more spots that you have to fill, even with money, even with resources, which the Mets have and aren't afraid to use, and the Yankees have, and for the most part still, I will say, are not afraid to use. I know the last two years have been a little different, but most of the time they're willing to plug those holes. The more spots you have to fill with acquisitions, whether it's trades, free agency, the more vulnerable you are because while you'll get the rare case of, okay, an Otani is a free agent, 
couple years ago. Machado and Harper, there are great players. You know, the Zach Wheeler was a free agent because the Wilpon era Mets were idiotic and decided to let him walk. Right. For the most part, these guys are available for a reason. So then you're picking from a pool of filling out a quarter or half of your roster with guys that other teams said, yeah, you know what, we're good, we're done with this guy. The more spots you can fill internally, the better off you are, oh, no, whether you're a small market team or big market team. I like the fact when I can see a player play in the minor leagues in person and then see them get called up because uh, earlier this summer, my son and I were in Syracuse and we saw the AAA Mets and the AAA Yankees uh, play. Peraza played in that game for um, scranton Wilkesbury, and we saw Mauricio play in that game. It's always cool to see guys come up in the minor league system, and now that Mauricio is coming up to the Mets, there is another player that the rest of my family, who are all Met fans, are really excited to see, and if you can guess who that is. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. He's now, with, he's now at double-A, J.T. Schwartz. Oh, J.T. Schwartz, right. Well, <laughs> and, and for the very obvious reason. And it's funny, you know, we were talking about how quickly Dominguez's uh, ascent has been, especially in the second half of this year, because first three months, not great. When you saw those two teams play triple-A, that was only a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. It was in uh, June, yeah. He wasn't even there. Like, there was, that at that point, it was, well, this is a lost season for Jason Dominguez, Hopefully he can somehow salvage this, and you're maybe thinking to next year. And now, as we reach the end of August, about to start September, he turned his season around. He's shown you the player, at least in the minor leagues, that we all expected him to be. The Yankees expected him to be, and now he's going to get his chance in the big leagues. And for the Yankees fans and the Mets fans, but for the Yankees fans especially, just because all, more of these kids are coming up around mm-hmm. the same time for the Mets. Alvarez has already been here. Beatty, if he gets to call back up. He's already been here. Vientos has been here. Mauricio's the only new one. For the Yankees, in a lost season, you're about to get to watch sometimes three, four, five of these guys in the lineup at the same time. I actually now, you know, I, I had said, you know, a few weeks ago, I'm like, I really, I don't know if I'll get to another Yankee game this year. Like, now I might want to go. Now I certainly, I get to see all these kids playing. I probably want to go see Dominguez play. Well, I'm sure Hal Steinbrenner is very, very happy to hear that. Yeah. No, well, and, and listen, I'm no, I'm being serious because you can watch these teams. City Field, forget it. It's a ghost town. You know, yeah, the fans booed Max Scherzer the other night on the tribute video. It looks like there's eight thousand people there. I mean, who, who's booing? It, these stadiums could become a ghost town with how expensive it is, tickets, parking. But you're right, seeing those kids in person for a baseball fan is a legitimate reason to go to the ballpark. No question about it. It would, and and anyone who would say otherwise just probably doesn't get it because you do want to see. You, You'd want to see these guys play at the beginning of the career and be able to say, oh, when they become stars. Well, you remember when they got called up. You remember his first game at Yankee Stadium. You remember Mauricio, you know, walking through, you know, the tunnel to the dugout at City Field for the first time. And those are cool things to be a part of. They are. And we'll see if we remember it. That night on August 30th in 2023, a lost season for both teams. But you find out all three of these prospects are coming to the big leagues. They'll be here in a couple of days. We have to... Get through today without them. Off day for the Mets. Yankees play. They'll try to sweep the series against the Tigers. 
without Wells and Dominguez, but tomorrow, Friday night, when you would think, ah, Friday night, Labor Day weekend, there's no chance you're watching these baseball teams, you might at the very least pick up your phone to try to watch the at-bats of these three individuals. It's Schwartz and Flegelman with you on the warm-up. We've still got a little bit to get to. Jihad Ward, we talked about him and Aaron Rodgers a lot yesterday. Ward responded to the latest Hard Knocks drama. We'll get into that. More on the baseball. The warm-up continues next on The Fan before Jerry and Joe Beningo at 6.